know uh, last month we were in California worshiping with one of our sister churches down there and we the youth had such a good time and we're going to sing a song that we've never sang today for you guys called everybody clap your hands so if you want to clap your hands it's okay okay amen
Good afternoon and welcome to those of you who have tuned in with us here at station KKVV where you are listening to Sabbath service at Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located at 1720 North J Street. Our website is www.abundantlifelv.org. We may also be reached by phone at 702 647-2627. We are pastored by Russell Lee Wars. Associate pastor is Johnny Holliday, and our first elder is Clarence Brown. Today, Pastor Lee Wars will be speaking to you on the topic of majoring in minors. Majoring in minors. So please open your Bibles as we hear what the Word of God has to say to us about this topic of majoring in minors. Immediately after the following musical selection, the next voice you will hear is that of Pastor Russell Lee Wars. Hear ye him.
choir for singing my favorite song done by them. 
grateful. We ought to be grateful today that we serve a risen Savior. What do you say, church? We ought to be grateful that we are alive today. We ought to be grateful that God doesn't treat us like we treat him. Grateful. Grateful that he is merciful. Grateful that he is forgiving. That he doesn't love us on a part-time basis. He doesn't love us when he wants something from us. But he loves us anyhow. Grateful. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because God is good. Yes, God is good even in the situation that just doesn't make sense. Driving home yesterday with my wife, shopped nice, you know, got some food, some supplies. Took the window down and the window refused to go back up. <laughs> and would you believe it? My wallet to the cardiac arrest, boy, I tell you. Just when you don't expect it. No, that just, it doesn't make sense. You take the window down, it should come back up, shouldn't it? But even in that, we, we ought to be grateful and give God thanks because he is good. And I want to be honest with you that it is not easy to be grateful when things aren't working out as it should be. But besides whatever's going on right now, if you could just find it within you to give God a praise for what he has done in your life, if he did it yesterday, certainly it's the same God and he never changes and he can do it again. Pray with me. Father, we come. We come, O oh God, knowing that if it were left up to your law alone, we shouldn't come. But we thank you, O oh God, for your grace that we can come. And so now that we are here, Holy Spirit, manifest yourself in a manifold way. May we leave here transformed and filled. For we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad to see everyone. Want to know, let the whites know we are indeed praying for you. We are praying for you. And your family is praying for you. And here at Abundant Life, we are a church family. Oh, yeah. Sometimes in the family, you may disagree with how things are going. But we're still a family. Things may not be as fast as we would like it in the family. 
but we give God thanks anyway, and we love each other in the family. Today, I, I want us to turn to the letter of 2 Timothy. Turn to the letter of 2 Timothy. We're going to spend some time in these letters today. Now, I hope you brought your Bible, because I'm not lending you mine. Let me see your Bibles today. Praise God. Yes, Brother Johnson, I like your Bible. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice Bible you got there. Just use your finger and, and the page just roll on by, huh? Yes. Doesn't matter where your Bible is as long as you've got it with you right now. That's what counts. So majoring in our minors... I've captioned our sermon majoring in our minors as we prepare to take the gospel to Las Vegas. We're going to take it to them. That's what we want to do. The Bible says, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 11 to 13, the Bible says, if we... This is a faithful saying. 2 Timothy 2 verse 11. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Paul is writing to Timothy to let Timothy know that no matter what happens in the church at Ephesus, it will not change who God is. No matter what the people do, God is going to remain faithful. The psalmist declares how often they reveled against him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert, Psalm 78, verse 40. And Isaiah says, in Isaiah 63, verse 10, Isaiah says, they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Talking about the people of God. Two million of them Walking in the wilderness. And due to their unbelief, thousands of them perished. Even though it was clear that God was leading his people. Grieving the spirit. I want you to know grieving the spirit is only a step away from the unpardonable sin. Jesus says, Matthew 12, verse 31, we're going to study today. Jesus says, any sin 
and blasphemy shall be forgiven people. But blasphemy against the Spirit shall not be forgiven. Now why? Why could any offense or blasphemy against the Son of God be forgiven while sinning against the Spirit has its limits? Blasphemy is taking the place of God. When we no longer listen to the gentle whisper of the Spirit, when we no longer uh, uh, submit and surrender to the first commandment, commandment, have no other gods before me, that is when we know that we have got a problem. And we have got a problem with the Holy Spirit. When we ignore his teaching, reproof, correction, and training, the compelling force of the Spirit wanes until it disappears. It's as though somebody, I'll give you a good example. It's like, it's like you have some neighbors that, that turn their music up. And when you live in the apartments, you learn to deal with that. And, and you hear boom, 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 and that goes on below you. And you're trying to get some rest, and you hear all sorts of noise downstairs. But after a while, you don't hear it anymore. Now, is it that they turned off the music when you check yourself, when you pinch yourself? No. You've become immune to their noise. You've gotten accustomed to it. So you block it out. That's how sometimes we treat the Holy Spirit. We block him from our lives, block him from our minds. We put a wall up so he won't get to us. That's why Paul spends some time. He spends time in first, the first letter to Timothy to make it clear we must never ignore the pleading of the Holy Spirit. You see, you see, you see, some of us in here are ignoring the working and the power of the Holy Spirit. How do I know this? Well, it happened back there in Ephesus, so I believe it could be happening in here today. And let me show you in the word of God that, that not everybody was on the same page with the Holy Spirit and working with the plan and mission of God. 1 Timothy 1 verse 3. I'm going to go quickly now, so you got to stay with me. 1 Timothy 1 verse 3. Uh, the Bible says, 1 Timothy 1 verse 3, the Bible says, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Circle some. 1 Timothy 1 verse 6, I said, stay with me. Speed this thing up. 1 Timothy 1 verse 6 says, From which some having swerved, have turned aside into vain jangling. 1 Timothy 1 verse 19, holding faith and a good conscience, which some 
having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 1 Timothy 5 verse 15, Paul is not done. For some are already turned aside after Satan. 1 Timothy 5 24, some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. 1 Timothy 5 25, likewise also the good works of some are manifest beforehand and that they that are otherwise cannot be hid. 1 Timothy 6 verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all evil. I said the love, money is fine. The love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. 1 Timothy 6, 21, final one. With some, I said some, professing, have erred concerning the faith, grace, be with thee. Amen. Some of us are grieving the spirit today. Not on the same page. And Paul is writing to this young preacher to give him some encouragement. To let him know that in spite of the sum in the church, keep the business running. In spite of sum in the church, Keep things rolling. In spite of some, in, let me tell you that not everyone in here is on the same page. Not everyone in here believe the 2028 20, fundamentals of the Seventh-day Adventist church. Not everyone in here believe in the Holy Spirit. Not everyone in here keeps Sabbath the same way. This is telling us the unpardonable has nothing to do with God ceasing to speak to us, but everything to do with our no longer listening to him. If there's something in your life today, I need you to surrender it. See, there's a problem if we have something in our experience that we have not surrendered to God. There is a problem if you feel that your struggle, that which you have not given up, is not affecting the entire family. When you have not surrendered in your own personal experience, you have somebody else missing out on a blessing somewhere. When you are not involved in the ministries of the church, somebody is missing out on the gift that God has blessed you with. But we are majoring in the minors. Spending time on everything else but what really matters. And the word of God and the spirit of prophecy highlight several issues that block the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives here at Abundant Life. 
I got a little quote for you right here. Testimonies, volume 8. I want you to help me read this thing because this, this is awesome stuff. L look at this right here. Help me, Roger. Help me. Let, let's read this together. What does it say? Christians must put away all dissensions and give themselves to? For the? Stop. Stop a minute. So you mean to tell me that our purpose is not just to come up and have church and, and listen beautiful songs like grateful, grateful, grateful? And be filled with the Holy Ghost and leave church, go home and have some good lunch? Read with me. Let them... So if you ask for the Spirit to come, He will come. God can't lie. Your mommy and your daddy will lie. Husband will lie. Wifey, she lie. But God won't lie. Read with me. But the is a what? And the what? Spiritual drought, spiritual darkness, spiritual and she's not done. Oh boy, oh boy, here it is. Say it with me. Minor matters occupy and the which is for the and, and is though offered in its plenitude. That means you get it enough. Lots, 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 lots. Write it down and go home and uh, read it. So where is our attention? We are... <laughs> Minor matters occupy our attention. Minor matters. Majoring in the minors because minor matters occupy the attention. We spend more time on the minors. We're distracted by the media cycle. It has us in a tailspin. Fewer people read. And if they do, it's mostly to be entertained. Most of us are watching something on the TV, laptops, iPods, iPads, endlessly distracted. But we can never find time for God. We can never find time for God. But we have time for, talk to yourself, Russ. We have time for everything else. And you know, that's why we can take our spirituality to another level. Majoring in the minors with our values and priorities. Doing stuff that is inconsequential, meaningless. Doing stuff that doesn't need to be done and should never have been done. Time wasted can never be redeemed. A lot of us are just 
trifling. Trifling and wasting time, not understanding that our time belongs to God. Majoring in the minors when we allow pride and self-reliance to cloud our judgment. Samson, Solomon, and the sons of Sceva. Oh, the sons of Sceva speaks to us. Yes, yes, Samson, yes, self-reliant, got himself in trouble. Pride took over. You know, Samson, Samson said, hey, mommy, daddy, I see a girl across town. Get her for me. Mommy and daddy say, is she an Adventist? Good parents, you know what I'm saying? Is she an Adventist? Is she a good Christian girl? Not really, not really. <laughs> so, so I'm assuming things got a little quiet up in the house at dinner table. But then Samson demanded that they get her for him. And he got into problems. Huh? <laughs> he had a problem with his eyes. And so what happened, they had to take his eyes. And when they took his eyes, that's when he could see the will of God for his life. Now, how about Solomon? Solomon had a problem with his eyes, too. Sounds like us men, we got some problems with the eyes. <laughs> Solomon, Solomon has a problem with his eyes. And his daddy before him had a problem with his eyes. It's just in the family. Men of God have problems with their eyes. And then when God got through with Solomon, all he had to say was vanity of vanities and vexation of the spirit. So the sons of Sceva, I think, fits us pretty well for Revelation today. You know, it's found in, 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 in Acts 19, verses 14 to 17. Make a footnote of it. The sons of Sceva, you know. Sons of Sceva are people who believe in God. They wear the badge of Christianity. They walk like Christians. Ah, talk like Christians. Yeah, wear clothes like Christians. And act like Christians. And even sing Christian songs and, 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 and bounce the Christian songs on, on Sabbath in their, in, in, in their vehicles. But when it comes down to living the life of a Christian, they have a problem. And so, so they go out to do some evangelism one Sabbath. Go out there to do some evangelism. Yeah, I said evangelism. It's not a bad word. It's a good word. Yeah, evangelism. Mm. Yeah, you say evangelism, everybody's eyes just go, oh. That means we, we, uh, we got to stay after church. We got to go out and knock on some doors. Man, we, we got to invite. Oh, boy. Evangelism. Evangelism, the lifeblood of the church. No evangelism, dead church. I tell you, let Elder Odie stop doing what he's doing. Elders, forget about it. Stop praying and see what happens to abundant life. Yeah. 
music is fantastic. I love it. Energy, I love it. But no evangelism, and you did. Over and out. Punta final, sayonara, hasta luego, hasta la vista, see you. It's over. Evangelize or proselytize or fossilize. No evangelizing. Well, might as well you become a dinosaur. Abundant life doesn't have any purpose. The Adventist church has no message then. This church is built on evangelism. And so the sons of Sceva go out. And they made a mistake. Because they went out. And they left the spirit at home. Left Holy Ghost power behind. And when you decide to witness for Jesus, you better mind. You better ensure that your own life is on the up and up with Jesus. Because the devil knows you. He knows who you are. And he's knowing you just playing church, playing games, doing your thing. And so they go out and the devil say, oh, you come out here? You want to do witnessing? I got something for you. And gave them a whooping, gave them a beat down. You need the Holy Spirit to do this business right here. You can't depend on yourself. Before I come up here, I, I say, Lord, do something for me every, every time I come. Forget about me. I'm scared. I don't look it, huh? But do something through me, Jesus. Just do something. May somebody today break up their holograms. You see, pride is always the last to surrender. Pride is always the one that refuses to say, I'm sorry. I like what somebody gave me for my wedding. I don't, know, I don't even remember who gave it to me. You know, the home, Sister Rhoda, the home of Mr. Right and Mrs. Always Right. And we looked at it last night. <laughs> we looked at it last night. The wife and I, we were having fun. And we looked at it on the refrigerator. We've never moved it. I don't know which one of you gave it to us. But we like it. <laughs> and we pointed out every now and then to remind ourselves that we are in the boat together. Mr. Right and Mrs. Always Right. And if we would take, take that road together, I find we have less problems to deal with. Testimonies. I got something else. Testimonies right here and then I'm winding it down. Testimonies to ministers, page 175. 175. I want you to read this with me. Talking about depending on ourselves. Wake up. Read it with me. Say it. The people of God have to think that they must rely upon their what? That little help 
is to be received from and the result is that they have to communicate to other who are dying in there's a little more on that forward the church has long been hold up hold on you know this church was born in evangelism Highland Square was born in evangelism, abundant life. The Seventh-day Adventist Church was born in evangelism. But you know, sometimes you get comfortable with success. You used to drive a little lemon, you know. And during the lemon, when it used to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when the needle, the needle would say full, and <laughs> you're driving on the highway, and you would be out of gas. When really, though the needle is on F full, your tank is saying E. With your lemon, you used to learn how to pray. Huh? You used to know how to pray. When you had little in the refrigerator, you prayed all right. But no, now you're driving the LX, I don't know, uh, 3C, I don't know. Something nice, something nice, something nice, nicer than what the preacher drives. Something, something nice, fully loaded. Something nice, leather seats, heated seats in wintertime. Something nice, we forget about to pray. We comfortable now, we don't need God anymore, do we? Now that our refrigerator is full, we don't need God anymore. When you were single, you used to pray for God to provide a mate for you. Now you found somebody, you stop praying. When really, when you get married, if you used to pray five times a day, multiply that by a hundred because you need more prayer when you're married. <laughs> the church has long been contented with little of the blessing of God. They have not felt the need you stop reading? <laughs> they, they have not felt the need of reaching up to the purchases for them at, and they are for the, the Lord would. Next part. They are to present the, of God's holy word, that would. And through the agency of the, the power of God. Say, the power of God awaits there. And a harvest of joy will be by those who, the. That's what we are about up in abundant life. Revelation starts January 18th. And some of us are belly aching already. Uh, if we didn't have enough already, 
we busy. So much on our plate. No. Do you think any of that's going to matter when Jesus comes? You think all of that work, now you must work. We ought to work. Earn a living. Take care of family, business. But when your work takes over, whether it be schoolwork and whatever relationship, when they take over and stifle out your prayer life, do you think all of that matter when Jesus comes? And yet we just chug along, huh? We just carry along, meet our deadlines, handle our business. I tell you, if you find something getting in the way, I tell you, if something is stifling your prayer life, if something is blocking your Bible study, if something is getting in your way, I tell you right now to get rid of it. Because it won't mean a thing when Jesus comes. Yes, you are faithful in everything else and you've lost your soul. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Doesn't seem logical. In other words, the more we hold on to our trifling ways, the less we are able to evangelize effectively. David recognized his situation. And when he was making excuses for his sin for the months spent, making excuses, he finally decided and he said to God, look, look, restore to me the joy of your salvation. I've messed up. I've done wrong. And God restored him. That's why God later on, Miko, could say, you know, David is a man after my own heart. David don't make excuses for his sins, his errors. David don't make excuses for his mess. David accepts what he has done and asks the Lord to come in to fix and clean up his mess. We are majoring in the minors when we allow destructive criticism to poison our vision. Destructive criticism. Criticism is okay. But when it becomes destructive, when it is driven at the person, we've got a problem. Criticism, that spirit has brought churches to their knees, destroyed families and relationships. Restrain your thinking, thinking. Negativity, spare, spare yourselves. Even when the comment is really dumb. We all make dumb comments sometimes. And even though you know it's, what kind of, what? Sax the Holy Spirit to come in. And, and, and let him give you wisdom to handle the business. Because if you sow to the flesh, 
you will reap the corruption sold to the spirit and you will reap eternal life. Majoring in minors, whenever we allow our toys and gadgets and excessive amusements to block the Holy Spirit and stifle our spirituality. Them toys, 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 toys. You can't keep up with toys. As soon as, I like this commercial. <laughs> as soon as you get the 3D television, you see a truck pad. Get your 4D. You just hooked the thing up. And 4D, iPhone 4. We're sending the iPhone 5 out. Get yours today. You can't keep up with what's coming. And the devil is going to send everything your way to keep you going. Keep you going. Gone are the days of the Cosby shows, you know. When you used to learn a little something in 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, you used to learn a little something in the Cosby show. Gone are those days. What we have here now is increasing thirst for the occult. A clamor for gore. Spilt guts. And even Disney's Barbie and Ken. They're all sexified now. They don't look normal anymore. Ken looks like he's on steroids. And Barbie, Barbie looks like she's anorexic or something. And that's what we give our kids here. That's why the psalmist says a hundred, hundreds, hundreds of years ago, the psalmist pledged, I will not set no worthless thing before my eyes. Psalm 101 verse 3. Would this be his pledge in 2012? Do you think the psalmist, if, 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 if perchance he was resurrected and he came to Vegas, <laughs> would he hide in a cave somewhere? Well, I want to let you know that the psalmist would still hold to his pledge, his motto. In Christ we dwell in 2012. I believe he would side with Paul when he says, Fix your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12 verse 2, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Fix your eyes on Jesus because we cannot continue with business as usual. Majoring in minors, in the minors, is business as usual. So I'm going to leave you with four defenses against majoring in, our mind, in, 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 in the minors. Four defenses. Study. Second Timothy, it's in the word, it's in the word, it's in the word, it's in the word. Second Timothy 2.15 says, study. What should you do? <laughs> study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. There's a lot of nonsense out there. And there are people that may be in our midst with nonsense. Study for yourselves. That's why I like the Seventh-day Adventist church. 
As Brother Smith, the Seventh-day Adventist, tell you, here's the Bible. Look in it for yourself. And when you look into the Bible, you're going to learn some things that you didn't learn yesterday. You could be in the church 20 years, 30 years. You're still going to learn some things. I'm married five years now, Elder Brown. Five years, known each other for seven. I don't know if that makes I don't know if that's like a big profit on my side, nor seven married five. But every single day, I learn something new about the wifey. And if you ask her, I am sure. <laughs> I am sure. If you ask her, do you learn anything about Pastor Lee Wars? I'm sure she would say every day she learns something about Pastor Lee Wars. Study the word of God for yourself. Then 2 Timothy 2.16. Go down, 2.16. Sean. Shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Stop wasting your time in the pointless discussions. Go out there and do some work, man. Get your energy all you got to do. Talk, 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 talk. And at the end, you should praise God. Oh, I know all of that stuff. Shun profane and vain babblings. Sacrifice, 2 Timothy 2.21. Sacrifice. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Serve. New believers, those who are preparing to be baptized, Daniela, Daniel, Bible study. Praise God for those who are doing Bible studies. Those who are coming in from Revelation today, working with the Bible studies, working with the Bible workers. Let me tell you, if you want to stay in this church, if you want to have a fulfilling relationship with Jesus, you better serve. When you come up in here, when you roll up in here, Make friends with the people who are doing something for Jesus. Are you listening to me? Make friends with the people who are doing something for Jesus. Because if you hang with the round crowd, you're going to be hanged later on. Because 